Hi, this is 100 Days a Year Podcast. Our podcast, well, because you need another podcast. I'm here with my best friend ever, Becky Fouché, and I'm Jeremy Rabondo. And today we're recording Friendship for Days, Part 3. Principles of Relationship Interpretation, Part 15. In all actions, be first a friend. Since we've been discussing friendship, a topic we already spend most every episode discussing from one angle or another, I've spent the last few weeks thinking even harder about it, both in the abstract and in particular, especially those friendships that feel amazing and satisfying, or some that feel somewhat complex, unfinished, or imperfect. Frankly, I've spent a lot of time thinking about the friends who I have just failed, not necessarily because I made promises and kept, rather because I for some reason let go of the intensity. Contact and time, energy and passion equal friendship, and I just do not spend the time anymore. I try to reconcile how my present commitment to those friendships only loosely resembles the intensity and dedication that I once showed them. I try to come up with reasons why those relationships changed. Could it be that we now live in different places? Are we now in different parts of our lives? Do our schedules keep us apart and different? Has our independent personal growth led us to change our ideas and personal philosophies and so much so that they have simply separated us? Or could the reason feel even more self-indicting? That is, are we no longer close because we simply choose not to? Or perhaps more indicting still, are we no longer close because I personally stopped putting in the work? Did I just stop caring? Or do I still really care and I am just lazy? There are relationships that just require more work. And what kind of work precisely? To the friend newly married or to the friend who just started a job a thousand miles away, a certain kind of effort and intentionality is now required without which the friendship begins to wither. Proximity and similar situations make it so much easier to be close. And are we close because we share a space? Or can we only know the value we have to each other when real significant effort is regularly shown? So we talked a lot in episodes past about how friendship is often a product of environment and circumstance and how it's so much easier to make friends when there are people that you're surrounded with, you know, as a product of an activity that you do regularly or a career that you're pursuing. And, you know, we talked about how when all of that is stripped away, you're left with the obligation to create friends almost out of thin air. And so what do we do with those friends that we had as a product of our circumstance and environment? What happens when that environment changes? Do we keep those friends? Um, What are the qualifying elements that make them our friends? And how do we know that they were nothing more than like an artifact of that time in our life? How do we know that they're a real friend? Yeah, I mean, the short answer is I don't know. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that there are certain people that just kind of linger in my thoughts, you know, Mm -hmm. they just, for whatever reason are, and I don't mean to over romanticize this, but there's so much a part of me that I just, I think about them a lot. Uh, Memories that we shared, things that we did. Um, Of course, at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking that's the reason why I keep friendships from, you know, point A in my life to point B in my life and beyond that's not necessarily a reason that 
qualifies everybody because there are people who I have those thoughts about and I am no longer really close to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if those are reasons that I ascribe after the fact. You know, in other yeah. words, you know, such certain person is in my life and has been in my life as my, you know, as a friend for a decade plus, and I've lived here and I've lived there, but I've always managed to keep, keep that friendship. You know, what does that, what does that mean? Is it because, you know, I've been think I've thought about them and it's easy to talk to them and, you know, the list goes on and on for whatever reasons I use, but there are other people that I have those same thoughts about that I don't keep in contact with. So I wonder, you know, if I'm just attacking the attaching those reasons on after the fact Hmm. so i don't know that i know except there are certain people for whom i make an effort and there are just others (laughs) for whom i don't and i think that's why you know i've really been struggling over the last few weeks um it's become a real introspective moment for me you know with those relationships and i like i think of three or four that i just i want to keep them i want to do the work to keep them uh, but I'm just not Um, and I guess it's hard to face the fact that I have made a choice already about Mm. those relationships do you get what I'm saying yeah because we always say we're not our intentions right exactly your choice is in is in what you do every day (laughs) right and so I don't make plans to talk with them I don't make you know I don't make a concerted effort every day to text them although I comfort myself with knowing that mm-hmm. if I was in their space, it would be very easy to pick up right where we left off. That's a favored expression of people who have close relationships with those with whom they don't share time with all the time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I know it would be easy to pick up, but at the same time, it's like right now there's no effort being made. Or let me be real honest, I am not making an effort. So then, of course, the question is, what what is that friendship, right? Is it more? Is it just a good memory? And somebody you think fondly of, or well, it's probably. I, a good... I mean, we talk all the time. You are what you do every right, day. Right. You are not what you want to do. Right, we're not so what we want to do. Are there are those people your friends? That's the question. And I would have a difficult time saying they're not because I just don't want them not to be. But mm-hmm. but maybe they're not until they become my friends again. Like remember the summer we talked about, you know before on a few episodes we got a chance to see an old friend Mm -hmm. of mine and we were close and then we gradually grew apart you know life changes you know that's Mm -hmm. an excuse everyone uses and we stopped mating making efforts but then one of us reached out and then there we go hey we're having an effort and then we're flying out to to see them you know and it feels like as good as new so right Remember how last week in the written intro, we were talking about that, like, for some people, they don't need to be in the deep part of the pool all the time talking about emotions every moment. And, you know, the relationship, the the meaningful relationships they have with other people is knowing that if they had something terrible happen, that they wouldn't be alone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of feel that way about the people that I'm thinking about. I, I, I think if something terrible happened and gosh, we all hate to think about it, but I, I feel like those people would be around and I would have instant connection with them again. And maybe that's how in my mind, I think, well, I'm still close to them, even mm-hmm. though I'm not really doing the work of being close to them on a daily basis. And the irony is as people with whom I'm not terribly close, I see them all the time, talk to them all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do, do you right. get what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I'm not, Sorry, I'm that just, was like a lot of thoughts no, there, I, so I'm please just, feel free I, to... I have a couple of thoughts, and I, I guess the first one is, 
um, I think it's just important to note that that lack of daily connection and, you know, the impending doubtful question of, is that person really my friend? Um, it's not bad. It, I don't think it's negative. I don't think it's um, a bad thing. I just think it's a completely normal part of, I, I'm going to sound really matronly, but like growing up and moving along and going into different parts of your life, you know, you, it's, I think it's, I, I don't want to say it's impossible, but I think it's very difficult to take all of that with you everywhere you go and people get busy and, and people, well, I feel like that's such a lie. I mean, people don't get busy. People, people's circumstances change and their attention is diverted to other things and you know not being close to somebody that you were close to 10 years ago I just don't think that's bad I just think it happens yeah I just think it's important to know I mean I agree with you Uh, I mean but am I agree and here here I'm gonna go a layer deeper not to be obnoxious but Am I agreeing with you because that's just a shared fault that we both have and I don't want to feel alone with my own guilt about it? Like just because something mm-hmm. is inevitable doesn't mean it doesn't carry with it the the judgment of of wrong. Mm-hmm. No, very true. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because all of us do this one thing, just because all of us go 10 miles an hour over the speed limit right. doesn't mean speeding isn't wrong, right? So I, I'm not trying to equate speeding with losing friendship or choosing to not have certain friendships anymore. But I mean, just because we're all products of circumstance. Right. You know, and that there's like that life just happens and we move out and move on doesn't necessarily... I don't. I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's wrong, but I'm just like, when, are we all yeah. like drinking the same Kool-Aid? <laughs> you know, are right. we are we all like just kind of like, yep, this is this is this is a, a shared consensus that that friendships that were once close can sometimes become less meaningful. And we're just going to be like, well, this is just how it goes. And you would think for people like us who have this real intense emotional apparatus, right? Right. That we would just not let this go, that we would hold on to as many people as we could and we'd force them into the crowded bus of our lives and pack it full of all these friendships that we had. Well, you know, Jeremy, I think what it is is that when we try to do that, we kind of get this pushback from the other person. And this is not me making us victims, but like I, I've kind of experienced that. You know, it just doesn't always feel like the other person is willing to give the same amount of effort mm-hmm. or or you kind of realize that the connection you had was based on a thing and not on you know in a, a lasting emotional connection sure. with you then i think that goes back to like early episodes in the podcast where you just kind of can't where we talked about not being able to force people to like be like you you know we can't force right. others to share our same love of emotional intensity for relationships. We can't do that. Right. You know, so even if we had that at one time, and then I think what you might be saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that we had it at one time, we shared it to a degree where we were both comfortable with it, and then one of us decided that level of emotional intensity didn't work anymore and it couldn't it's possible that it it stopped working for a lot of good reasons like someone got married someone had a family someone moved across the country and just were involved in a a job that was just so encompassing and that's what their passion was you know now so like 
Right. You know, I, well, I, I think, I think the question in, in this episode's written intro of, you know, is it, is it, is it that I stopped caring or do I care and am I just lazy? I think you, you really do fall into one of those two categories. Or both. I don't know how that could be both. Well, maybe I, how do you maybe care? I comfort myself with saying yeah. both, you know? Yeah. But you're right. Maybe it's not both at all. No, it's, I mean, it's just crazy how different people work. I know, like, my older brother considers everyone in his life that he's ever been friends with are still his friends. Oh, yeah. And those people will always be his friends. Mm-hmm. His, I mean, and I mean, like... No, I get it. He, I mean. he would enjoy their company at any time. He tries to connect with these people regularly. And he, he always considers them, he, you know, once, once you're his friend, you're always his friend. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that, I don't think he thinks this deeply about it. That's not a criticism. No, yeah. I just yeah, don't no, think it's I, that I complicated it. for him. And I, and I think like right now I'm thinking of these people that I should get in contact with and I feel like I can't reach out because to reach out now feels like an acknowledgement that so much time has passed. And yes. It feels, and it feels like judgment. So maybe it's just easier to avoid it, which is just so contradictory to what I feel is important in my life. Right. The way that I live, the way that I want to live. So it's just like just dealing with these, these really contradictory simultaneous thoughts, you know, but I think that's what it's all about. You know, you and I spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, what do we want people that we love to know when we're dying you know what do we want them what do we want to make sure that they know for a fact and it's really easy to have that conversation and walk away thinking like oh I'm so noble I'm so honorable but really like you have to decide to be that way or not to be that way so in this case like you have to decide you know am I going to Am I going to reach out? Am I going to make sure that person knows that I care about them? And I don't think it's so much that you're innately just so honorable and wonderful. I think it's just like you have to choose to be that way. You have to choose to make that person significant. Yeah. And I think maybe I feel bad that I don't want the connection as much as I wish I did. I guess then the the question would be, wouldn't you just jettison the friendship altogether? <laughs> I I don't want to only because like I feel like there was so there was so much you know shared history that I kind of feel like defined like a certain point of my life is defined by my inclusion with this person and their shared experience. You know what I mean? It's like I defined a significant part of my life with them in it. So then you're then then you would concede that that would be making that person an artifact of your past. Yeah, but I don't want to. I mean, they no. are at this point if I'm not willing to reach back out, I suppose. But I suppose there's something comforting in that. What? I, you know, labeling someone as an artifact because they remind you of. Yeah, I just maybe maybe feel bad that I'm not interested in being close anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wish I could want to. I mean, I, that, I know that, that kind of language sounds so goofy, but I mean, part of me wishes I desired it more. But like with all the stimulus coming in and all the things that I'm currently dedicating my time and attention to, it just feels like 
it's that one more thing that I just can't do. But again, we create time for what we want to create time for. I think then you are responsible. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't let don't, don't let me off the hook. I mean, I agree with you. No, I'm not calling. I mean, I'm the same exact way. No, I just I try. I'm trying to figure out because I keep weighing these thoughts in my head. You know what I mean? And I can't imagine that I'm the only one, or that you and I are the only ones. It's like I, you know, I think of my my mom right now, and you know, without getting too terribly specific, we've had similar conversations, and she she says she's like. She said to me that, that our family is kind of like this, meaning I think what she means is that perhaps her mother or grandmother or her aunts, you know, and maybe even her uncles. Um, isn't it funny? I define my my relationships by all the maternal parts of my family. Anyway, <laughs> but it's because I'm verbal. But back to what I was saying, my mom kind of says that we're like that. She's like her mom. My grandmother was like that. Isn't that interesting? Mm. It doesn't make, I'm not trying to make it noble. I'm just saying it's just, I don't think it's unusual. Yeah. I don't know. But again, doesn't give me a pass if I don't want that pass. It's just trying to figure out what it's, what, what I'm trying to like learn from this. What I, you know, because I really think it's difficult to take it all with you. In other words, take everybody who ever meant anything to you and to take them along with you Mm -hmm. in life is kind of difficult because everyone's susceptible to incoming stimulus and changes. Yes. You know, and, and their attention is diverted. Like Mm -hmm. the, like, like the, the person we went to go see this summer, you know, um, this person has a different life entirely than when I knew them years ago and we were close. And the fact that we're able to find ways to, to prioritize each other again is kind of unusual. And maybe that bespeaks the, the, the value of the friendship. Right. So, again, I I think I think you know maybe maybe not so much philosophizing about the why, not that it's not worth trying to figure out, but maybe now then you know what what are some practical things that we can do if we truly are going to try to reach out past the gap of time to people we were once close to. Because I think sometimes we think, well, they don't want to hear from us. Oh, I know. Why do we think that? Because <laughs> we're like, well, they would have reached out to us, you know, but that's just us, you know, abdicating yeah. our role as an equal player in the relationship. Exactly. So. I was just thinking back to the what you were saying just a minute ago. Um, I think it's nearly impossible to bring everybody along with you because of the amount of energy it takes to, to maintain a quality relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, at least when you have the temperament that we have, and maybe maybe quality, maybe maybe we should define that more for people. Yes, maybe we just start living because I, I yeah. listening because I, I kind of feel like we're denigrating people like your brother who we kind of admire. Oh, oh gosh, you know no, I mean? no, no, right, no, no, no. I, I mean, he that that's you know how he views relationships and he has all of the energy for that. But I I think, um, and it's of course not a lesser view on 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 friendships, but. You know, I think you and I want to know, we, we want to be fully submersed in whoever we're closest to, and I don't think it's possible for us to be submersed in so many people at one time, because I just think that we don't have, we, 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 we don't want to sacrifice time for involvement, Right. and, you know, there may be three or four people that we invest in daily or or on the regular and you know it takes up a lot of our time because to us being close to people means being close to them 
in all of the ways and we don't we would rather choose you know three to four people to invest in rather than spread that investment over 20 people yeah do you know what i'm saying sure sure plus we have the luxury of not having families you know right exactly Oh, that's so true. And I mean, so, like, have... you know, kids and right. and wives and husbands and, like, functions that, that, you know, circle around immediate nuclear families, we just don't have that. You know, so, again, that makes, I think, maintaining friendships that much more difficult. Not that I can speak to it directly, uh, because that's not my situation. But anyway, so, like, but but back to the practical thing. So, I think you're right. I think we can't take it all with us. So what do we do? How do we reach back to those relationships that we really got value from? And, uh, you know, what do we do? What are some practical things that we can, we can do to kind of be friends with people? Like, how do we be friends again? Well, I mean, I, I found that, I think before I answer that question, I've just found that the other person is usually much more gracious than we yes, give them credit for. True. And they're not thinking, they're not thinking those thoughts most of the time. And mm-hmm. of course that makes us grateful because it's, it's really that simple. I think, you know, um, I mean, I'll use an example from last week. I had someone that I was friends with move away and this person was back in town and wanted to meet up for a meal. And I said, okay. And we had a great time. And this was someone I hadn't talked to in months. And. Right. I mean, I I mean, you told me about her. So did you, you, and you didn't foster a connection. No. And I, I mean, I thought, I kind of thought that this, this connection was lost. You know, we hadn't spoken in such a long time. And, um, I mean, we, we had a great time when we met up and, and I think the, the thought that we, I think we both had, although we didn't speak it, was that this was going to be a more regular occurrence, that this mm-hmm. person was going to be back and we were going to connect more. And I walked away from that going, it was really that simple. Mm. Yeah. This person wasn't thinking, I haven't spoken to her in such a long time. You know, she probably doesn't want to be my friend, blah, 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 blah. Right. She was just like, oh, I'm in town. Let me just go meet up with her because I remember we were friends a few months ago. <laughs> like, it was really that <laughs> Thank simple. Thank goodness people aren't all like us or we'd never, like, keep, <laughs> we'd never feel like we could keep a connection that we somehow missed out on. Yeah. So to answer your question on the practical part, I, I mean, I just think you have to do it and not think too hard about it. Yeah. I guess. I mean, the, what do you the, think? I don't know. The, I mean, when you say it, I'm like, well, of course, you know, the question I'm asking has ro- lots of easy answers. But for me, it's that part of my psyche that just has difficult time doing the thing I know I should do, but I just don't want to do because mm. I don't know. It's like if I open up the door again, then I'll be committed. And then if I'm committed, I have to donate more regular time. And if I donate more regular time, then I'm going to have less time. Uh Uh-oh, here it comes for me and what I want to do, right? That's really honest. (sighs) It's really selfish, but it's, it's honest. But I mean, that's kind of, that's how I feel. It's just like I, my circle, I just can't, it's, it's hard for me if it gets too big. I get anxious. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I feel like I can't meet the needs of, all the people I've let in. Yes. And that's what that, I was saying like, earlier. That sounds that, real 
no, 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 real no. noble, but it's not meant to. No, no, no. And, and that's what I was trying to say earlier is that we have uh, this concept of friendships as being something that we have to be fully involved in. I mean, I'm, I'm close to you and I'm, you know, I'm close to another person and I'm fully involved in both of your lives. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk to both of you throughout the day all day I know everything that's going on in your life and know everything that you think about or that's <laughs> oh wait that's impossible <laughs> uh, it's close <laughs> no I just mean I, I know you know yeah. the things that, that you guys think about and yeah. um that's how you and I value friendship is we want to mm-hmm. be we want to be right there right in the thick of it mm-hmm. and it's difficult to do that with this is just an arbitrary number but you know 25 people oh yeah you know you know what's funny is that this I was talking to a friend last week or the week before and and um she was talking about you know getting married at some point in the future and like how many people she would have on her side and I'm like I don't even like that many people. <laughs> like I don't even know that many people. You know what I'm saying? It's like Exactly. Uh, it, it, I was like gosh, where am I going to come up with six people? No, it, <laughs> and I and I think what it what that means is it's certainly not because I don't like and love and treasure and value mm-hmm. six people. It's just that I feel like in order for them to be true friends, that they have to all be like our relationship. I, I mean, I, and I say that at the same time, or I don't agree. I mean, I feel that way at the, at the same time. I don't necessarily agree with the same, the sentiment that's that's coming out of my mouth because. I love the relationships I have with people that aren't that intense, but, um, I don't know. I'm just a conundrum. I'm wrapped up in like two different thoughts, you know? Well, I, I just think you're being a little too difficult on yourself. I don't think that means you love them or like them less. No. At all. And, and I don't, and here's the thing, like, I, I know that we want to be super close to whoever we're close with, but you know, the people that you're referring to that we're not extremely emotionally close with that's okay. I mean, they're, they're still, there's a, there's still a place for them in our minds, right? They're still significant in, you know, some kind of way. I guess maybe I just feel bad. I don't want to take more time, you know, to, to reach out to them and reestablish that kind of you know, emotional closeness that we once had. It's kind of like this. Let let me see if I can put it up in an analogy that's only tangentially related. Like if you, if you like all week long, you're like running three and four miles a day, right? You, and you've got this great habit going and, you know, at the end of your third week, you're going strong and the fourth week you're going strong. Well, guess what you're going to want to do that fifth week? You know, you're going to want to continue to carry on the behaviors of of the previous four weeks but then say for whatever reason something happens and like every day in that fifth week you're not running could be an appointment could be it's raining you know fill in the blank with all the things that could get in the way of 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 like you know establishing a good habit and continuing it and then all of a sudden you're like go like seven eight nine days without running and you're like eh. Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying it's like for me it's like those relationships you know when they were in their prime, if you mm. will, they were like days upon days of regular investment. And then all of a sudden that investment, for whatever reason, moved away. Other good reasons that we've already identified, you know, happens. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like it kind of just like 
it, it makes it, the inertia was so strong, the momentum was so strong in those relationships that when it got disturbed, it almost makes it more difficult to go back because what, what I'm thinking is, is that I've got to reestablish that thing that mm -hmm. I had before it was over or before it ended or before it changed. Does that make sense what yes, I'm saying? Yes, it does. Yeah. So it's like, mm -hmm. how can I have, how can I reestablish two years of closeness every day? How can I, how can I, yeah, work, work back up to a four and mile maybe, run and maybe I, I just need to walk. Or maybe I, yeah. And so basically what, when I go back to some of these friendships, I'm thinking like two or three specifically, I've just, I know they're not going to be the way they were. And I need to, I need to like let myself off the hook feeling like I need to reestablish them in exactly the same form they were in. And I, I think that... Does that make sense, though? Yes, it does. But I, I think the difficulty, the reason why you have a hard time with that is because it makes you feel distant from the other person. Mm -hmm. And that's what you... I know you'd hate that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It doesn't feel as familiar and close. Right. And I think I would feel like... Like somehow the relationship was not what it was once... And then that makes it not as good, mm -hmm. even though that life has changed and being satisfied with less. And, and the people that I'm thinking of, I think like you, you had said, like the, the person you got, you know, in touch with last weekend and you didn't even think you'd ever see her again. But I mean, I think the people that I'm thinking of would be like so happy just to like reconnect. Yeah. And here I am making it a thing. You know, I've <laughs> reified it to this really crazy architecture, you know, this friendship architecture. And I'm having trouble like reducing the 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 12 story building to like a mm -hmm. ranch house you know because that's what i feel like i'd have to do is like dismantle the memory mm -hmm. and reassemble it in a simpler way right and so i think i just need to like cut it out and do it you're giving me that look what <laughs> the look like you feel really guilty <laughs> i don't feel guilty yeah i feel a little guilty i'll get i'll get past it Guilt, guilt is not necessarily a useful emotion, but it can help us if we, uh, you know, if we go ahead and act out on it properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think it really is that simple for some people, which is comforting, you know? Yeah, we put ourselves under a lot of pressure. We do. It's And, and it, it almost says, and I, I'm going back to the thing that you said about this, you know, your friend was with this girl and you hadn't talked to her in a while. And then all of a sudden she comes back into town and says, hey, let's get some... Let's get, let's get lunch. And like, it was easy. So easy. And, uh, and I walked away like feeling so light. Right. I was like, it was that easy for her. But, but we would have just let the relationship moment go if it wasn't initiated or by them. What does that say about us? I mean, right. right. I mean, is this, I don't, uh, yeah. no, it's almost like we overcomplicate it and then we end up losing something. That could actually be of value to right. us. No, you're right. So yeah, but no, I have I, I hadn't really I thought think, about that. And I think I think what I'm what I'm like thinking right now is that, that there's a value in, in relationships that are just are kind of looser kind of connection. Yeah. Right. And I think that's fine. I think that's good. And well, I don't, it I don't, certainly I, makes us less lonely. Well, yeah, and it and I don't think they're any less valuable. No, uh, right. but and and I, and I think that's the constant struggle with. Well, I'm, I'm not going to speak for you, but I'll speak for myself. That's a constant struggle with me, that the only relationships that I truly value are the intense ones, the all-consuming ones, the like hot burning fire 24-7 all the time, right? And that if that if it's not that, then there's something wrong with it. And mm -hmm. that's not true. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and, and things do change. And I think, I don't think it's necessarily a product of choices all the time uh, or direct choices, but I think it's smart to kind of allow past relationships to enter back into our lives, our, our life in the present in different forms. And that way we don't lose them as opposed right. to trying to rebuild them in the image that we think they once were. And that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. For both parties. Yeah. Like there's something wrong if we don't do X, Y, and Z again like we did back a decade ago, you know? Right. Anyway. No, it's just, it's really been really good to think about friendships in this way for the past few weeks, the past few episodes. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever be done thinking about friendship. I don't think so either. I think there are so many more topics we could discuss on this. Yeah, I think we probably will. All right. Well, I think it's time that we move into our favorite time and that we do our uh, expressions of gratitude and confessions of love. It's always good to be grateful and thankful, um, even if we don't want to be. We know it's it makes us feel better. And uh, we get to direct our energies outward. So I could ask you one thing you're thankful for, but I won't make you go first. So now you can think about it while I talk, because I know that <laughs> puts you under a lot of pressure. So the one thing uh, I'm thankful for today is, okay, this is going to sound so cheesy, but the ability to learn something new and get, get joy from it. Oh. Well, you know, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak of it in, in abstract terms because I don't want to get too specific. But but there's there's something that I've been doing the last couple of weeks regularly. And and I, it's like I've forgotten that I actually can do something. Now, and that, and that mm. sounds real self-aggrandizing, like I'm so great. I don't mean it that way. It's like I've forgotten that I actually have a little bit of talent, or maybe just a little bit of skill in an area. And when I exercise it, it actually... I, you know, I feel like I'm making progress and it feels really excellent, you know? So it's like, man, I guess I can learn something, uh, on my own. You know what what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? We talked about this earlier, but, um, so I guess I'm just thankful that, that I'm kind of going back into an area, uh, of my life that I had spent a lot of time in before in one way and I'm doing it again and I'm going, man, this is good. This feels good. You know? So just that, just I'm really thankful that I can learn something new and tap back into um, some of my previous habits and have them be what, what I consider to be successful, which makes me feel really good. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. You're such a, you're such a great cheerleader. I am that's why I keep, that's why I keep you around. <laughs> All right. What are you thankful for? Uh, today I am thankful um, for uh, being able to uh, just have structured habits. Um, you know, we, I fully believe that we choose our habits and we choose, um, how we go about our day. It's all the way we look at life and the way we, um, structure our day is all our choice. And so I just love, I love, um, being able to choose which habits to develop and um which ones to refine um 
don't know. It's just what I'm. That's, no, that's I'm, really just what I'm thankful for today. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just. I mean, the act of doing makes us feel yeah. feel good. Being productive. Yeah. Right? Are you speaking kind of to that? Yeah, I am. There are like a few habits that I I I've wanted to instill for a while, and uh, we talked about this in the last episode. But working from home has been really profitable for me in a lot of ways, and one of those ways is because I've been able to develop and instill these habits daily and um, I, I just do better when my day is structured yeah and um, just so I'm just thankful for um, you know that we have the luxury of of um, being able to even think about what can I do to make my day a little smoother um, you know what habits do I have that I could refine that would make me better and more efficient um, I just, I think it's a luxury to be able to even have those thoughts at all. Oh yeah, for sure. So that's what I'm grateful for. No, I love that. It's great. All right. Confessions of love. Got to come up with one thing I love about you today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go with what I hinted on just a couple minutes ago. You are a great cheerleader. Aww. And I think all of us need a cheerleader. To one extent or another, maybe some of us need it more. Some of us who are needier, and I'm raising my hand for those of you who can't see me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, no, I just it's nice to be encouraged, you know. As much as, and and I think we all know people, you know, like we give them a compliment or we see someone else give them a compliment, and they kind of, you know, eschew it. They kind of like, yeah. like, like you know, try to re- reject it or deflect it. But I, 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 I still think just about everybody loves to be encouraged. Absolutely. You know, by what they do or what they've accomplished and and uh, no you're a great cheerleader and I and I believe it when you say it and it's so I you know I just was saying to you the other day I'm like you are so nice <laughs> you're so nice to me when I do this that or the other thing so no I just I really love the fact that you cheer me on and encourage me and stuff that I do especially some of the dumb stuff because uh, <laughs> including my really obnoxious humor. So I can never be encouraged uh, too much with my fantastic humor. But anyway. <laughs> all right. Oh, and I feel like every time you every time you tell me that, I always have to say it's so easy to be nice to you. It really is. I, I really think it's super easy to be nice to you. Um, you're well, super likable. Well, not everybody feels that way. So uh, I love the fact that you <laughs> think so. So anyway. So well, thanks for turning me on. Well, that's very sweet. Enough about me. What do you love about me? Go. <laughs> Back to me. Back to me. <laughs> um, well, mine is much simpler, but maybe not really. Um, I love that you are a really amazing cook. All right. I'm serious. I'm not being sarcastic. I, n- I mean, I really no, love I that. No, I believe you. Seriously. Because I'm good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I love that. That's no, great. No, you're a super that's amazing great. cook. And, Thank um, you. I, I love I love when you when you cook because I get to partake of that. You get to eat it. Yeah, I get to eat That's it. Right. Again, it's... back to my then you cheerlead me on and you get more food. It's like a, <laughs> it's like this great circle, right? right? So it all works. Yeah. It all works out. No, really. I mean, I truly love that about you. Um, it's always fun to uh, talk about what we're gonna eat. Gosh, I feel like we talk about food in probably every episode, but it's just who we are. So you and yeah. I are always, we're always talking about our next meal while we're eating our current yeah. meal. And we're always talking about what do we want to have for this meal and do we want to make it? Do we want to go out? If we go out, where are we going to go? And it's just so fun to be like close to you because you 
love food and oh, I, I, love I love food and we have the same the yeah. same love and we language. know a ton of people like this so it's oh, not like we're course. not like we're alone you know and we're i'm sure we're preaching to the to the converted with with all of the food talk but no i love yeah. that thank you for thank you for yeah. for loving and appreciating my my, uh, my fine sense of cuisine <laughs> but uh, again just wow. the more encouragement means the more you get so it's a really smart <laughs> it's a smart move on your point <laughs> on your, your half so all right all right well we will uh, tell you in the next couple minutes how to get in touch with us. We would love to. They have to wait you. a couple minutes for that. They're gonna get that right okay, now. Okay, I think it's probably about ten seconds. All right. And go. And go. <laughs> if you would like to reach out to us with any questions or comments or suggestions, we would love to hear from you. Or if you just want to say hi, send us an email at hundred days a year podcast at gmail dot com. Again, that's hundred days a year podcast at gmail.com not 100 but just 100 also if you'd like to follow us on instagram our handle is hundred days a year podcast go ahead and give us a follow